Wouldn't it be nice to have household servants? Can we bring that back? Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to Simply Convivial. When you stare at the laundry piles in the bedrooms, the dirty dishes stacked on the counters, the crumb accumulations on the floor, Homemaking can feel impossible, especially as a one-woman endeavor. It seemed at the beginning like it would be so easy. Make dinner, do the laundry, sweep the floors. How hard could it be? But then most of us come to the point of realizing that we would flunk out of Homemaking 101 if there were such a thing. Maybe that's what we were missing. But if we just open our eyes and look around us, we might find that we have more help than we realize. You can build a team right where you're at. So let's dig in. We desperately want to organize our lives, to be happy moms, to actually Finish something once and be satisfied with the results. Yet everywhere we turn, the fact is clear. Homemaking is work that will always be undone. We aren't the only ones making the mess. So why should we be the only ones cleaning it up? This kind of question, however, generally arises from a bad attitude and no one else can make our bad attitudes better. If we shift our attitude, however, to be a manager rather than a grudge-filled maid, then we will not only get more willing help from our family, but we'll also find ourselves more satisfied and content and grateful with the help that we do get, and even with the work itself. So let's look at three categories of help that we can leverage and manage in our role as homekeeper, homemaker, home manager. The first is that we can get housekeeping help from the kids. We can get a chore system up and running because we want the kids to help out to make up in some small way for the work that they create for us. If we could just get them to pitch in a bit, then we think we could be happy moms. But if we try setting up a chore system with self-serving motives, it will come back to bite us. It will not work out for our benefit or their good in the long haul, unless we treat this chore system rightly. That is, as a means to train and educate and bring up our children well. As a tool, another way that we are actually serving them and not ourselves. When our children are seven or under, we function as a team by working alongside them, and not expecting more from them than is reasonable for their age. 
We must watch and guide them as they learn to work, and we have to model for them what cheerful work and diligence looks like. Starting chores at three or four years old is great because they have such an enthusiasm for learning and helping. Harness that and show them that their enthusiasm is well-placed and that you love how they are contributing to the family. But don't expect much from them if you aren't right there with them, side by side, keeping them on track. When children are 7 to 15, we begin delegating responsibilities to them and teaching them what responsibility means and how it works. This stage is where the bulk of chore training work comes in, with negative consequences implemented and positive reinforcement included. Older teens and young adults in our homes are yet a further developmental milestone for us as parents. We can truly delegate to them and expect responsibility if they have been trained to it, but we have to be careful to not overburden them with the responsibility just because they are capable and we are tired. As kids enter the late teen years, they have their own life to be lived, and that should be a joy to us, not an inconvenience. It's tempting to give our older teens the work rather than continue to train their younger siblings but that's cheating the younger children from the growth they ought to be given and the older children from their growth as well. Just as our kids become capable and responsible and a big help, they really do need to age out of the chore system. But the second kind of housekeeping help that we can get is from our husband. We're used to hearing two different extremes when it comes to husbands and wives arranging the housekeeping details necessary for building a home. On the one hand, there's the mainstream voices for equality. They're telling us that it's not fair unless we split the housework and childcare 50-50. Regardless of who prefers to do what, or what other responsibilities and opportunities the family has. This kind of modern equality is not equality at all. It's sameness. And seeking sameness in marriage is seeking an unhappy marriage. Then, on the other hand, there are the traditionalists, although it's not really historically traditional either, who react to the mainstream culture and say that wives are the only ones who ought to be doing all the housework and childcare. Both of these perspectives miss the point. God gave the first husband a job to tend a garden and fill the earth. It turns out that he couldn't do it on his own. And so God gave him a helper, a wife. Her job wasn't different from his. Together, they were to fulfill the one job, tend the garden and fill the earth. At different times, in different cultures, in different seasons, each family works this out differently. 
but it is something that we need to work out intentionally. And it's something that we need to have ongoing conversations about as a couple. Our goal in our marriage ought to be to be on the same team, pulling together toward a common end. Each person should not be tallying his or her own contributions, trying to make sure life is fair. Life is never fair. We are to give ourselves sacrificially for one another, and we are to work hard in the Lord without keeping score. The third kind of housekeeping help is housekeeping help from our machines. I don't know about you, but I have thought longingly about the good old days where there was hired help or servants to do the menial household tasks. Somehow these discontented dreams always assume that I'd be the lady of the house and not one of the servants. The truth is that the work of homekeeping in modern America is drastically reduced. It's no longer heavy manual labor. Sure, there's still manual, menial, mundane jobs to do, but just read about the Ingalls on the prairie and get a little perspective about the amount of work that we actually have to do in our homes today. Yes, it's true. Because of our technology, our expectations have shifted. Because of social norms, the work of making a home is less valued now, which affects our satisfaction with the work itself. Yes, because of electricity and tools and the productivity that those unleash, we're now executive, middle, manager, tech support, and grunt labor all rolled into one. But personally, I'd take that over scrubbing out fireplaces any day. Think about the electric tools that you have and view them as your servants. Sometimes servants quit on us. Sometimes they have to be fired. Sometimes they need a vacation and get grumpy at us. Any homemaker with hired or unpaid help in the past would have also had to deal with such things. Appreciate your tools as hired because they do cost money to buy, maintain, and replace. Hired help. While you think longingly of the cleaning lady or the hired girl, others in the world today are thinking longingly of a washing machine, a dishwasher, or a vacuum. When we think about our team, don't discount the fact that a machine can be washing or drying the clothes while we do something else, or that a vacuum can make quick work of the crumbs on the floor. We can pick up packaged chicken thighs quickly and easily without keeping chickens, feeding chickens, killing kitchens, plucking chickens, and so on. Someone else has done that work for us, so we do have hired help, it turns out. It just looks different than it used to. Homekeeping is work that will always be undone, but with an attitude adjustment, we can still approach it with gratitude, work alongside our team without grumbling, and be satisfied in the accomplishments of the day. Of course, it helps if we streamline our homemaking. 
And that's exactly what we learn to do inside Simplified Organization, our signature course that comes included in Simply Convivial Continuing Education. Simply Convivial Continuing Education is where you can get the direction and accountability that you need to organize your attitude so you can organize your life. You'll get gospel-focused advice and encouragement so that you can level up your plans and your progress one step at a time. Find accountability with like-minded women without any social media drama or comparison and experience the homemaking mentoring that you've always wanted. Enroll today in Simply Convivial Continuing Education. Just go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button or find the link below. It's where we learn to continually repent, rejoice, repeat.